This is Rush to Reason. You are going to shut your damn yapper and listen for a change because I got you pegged, sweetheart. You want to take the easy way out because you're scared. And you're scared because if you try and fail, there's only you to blame. Let me break this down for you. Life is scary. Get used to it. There are no magical fixes. With your host, John Rush. My advice to you is to do what your parents did. Get a job, sir. You haven't made everybody equal. You've made them the same, and there's a big difference. Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life, that there's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there. It is this feeling that has brought you to me. Are you crazy? Am I? Or am I so sane that you just blew your mind? It's Rush to Reason with your host, John Rush. Presented by High Five Plumbing, where every call ends with a high five. All right, we are back. Hour number three, Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. As I stated just a few minutes ago, Nathan Heck joining us now, Cario's founder and CEO. Am I saying Cario right, Nathan? You are. Awesome. Uh, Good evening, John. Oh, thanks for joining us. And I'm a car guy. I've been in that industry literally my entire life and owned auto shops for a very, very long time. Grew up in a car dealership. So the whole titling thing to me is sort of a big deal. And I know everybody listening may not find it as intriguing as me. But Nathan, I can tell you, you know, after years and years and years of being around that end of things, the amount of uh, nefarious things, let's just say it that way, that can happen with vehicle titles, your you know, your approach to this is going to make changes there, right? That's exactly right. Uh, We intend to digitize the vehicle title and effectively remove the paper forever. And by doing that, um, you know, there's, you eliminate all the headaches around titling, you eliminate the fraud, you know, there's traceability, instant transfer, et cetera, et cetera. Well, you, you, I said this last week when I just read the, you know, I read the clip on this and thought, yeah, I, I can see exactly where this is going. Title washing becomes a thing of the past, which I know it's getting harder now with some of the state laws that are out there, but it's still doable and it still happens. And, and for those of you that don't know what that is, it's how you take a title that may have a salvage designation on it and you make it clean again to where that's not there. That's why we call it, you know, washing of the title, Nathan. Your system eliminates that. It, it definitely does. Uh, when you have a digital record of uh, not only of the of where the title has been, but of the title itself, you're now basically tracing the title digitally um, everywhere. Right. So there, there there would be no ability anymore um, to do anything off of this ledger, if you will, where every step of the title's life cycle is documented, and the relevant people who need to see that life cycle. In some cases, it's a buyer, a seller. There may be a lien holder. Right. Um, you know, the, the DMV, when a vehicle needs to be registered or ownership needs to be transferred. Everybody who touches the title will now be doing it on a digital platform instead of waiting for this piece of paper to be mailed. Oh, it is so, it is so archaic, Nathan, as you know. Yep. It's so archaic the way we do it today. It, it just it baffles me that we haven't done something like what you're doing long ago. Yeah, it's it's it baffles us, frankly. And you mentioned um, you're a car guy. I'm actually the CEO of another company simultaneously called Roto, 
which is a marketplace where consumers can buy and sell cars online. Oh, I need to get York. you on and interview you on my. I do a I do a kind of call in car talk show on Saturdays from ten to one here in Denver. We need to get together and have you on that. Definitely, definitely. But 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 in that business is where we learn ah, the difficulties okay. of title okay. uh, and, and everything that, is, that, that comes along with that firsthand. Yep. Um, so, yes, it is amazing how archaic the system oh, it really is. is. It is. But it's time for a huge upgrade. Well, I appreciate that. I, I, Nathan, I literally on Saturdays have taken, you know, 15, 30 minutes at times to really instruct people when they're either buying or selling a used car, maybe it's their own, how that process works, what they need to have in place, how to handle the bill of sale, on and on we go. Because to your point, we have no automated system to make that easy. Yeah, exactly. And by the way, you mentioned the purchase between the buyer and the seller in the bill of sale. As part of the Cario platform, um, we are adding that as well. So ah, there is, again, a digital cool. record of the buyer and the seller. And, and, and that's like a feature. So in some states, you know, DMVs may say, hey, you know, we want that. In others, they may say, we don't want that, et cetera. But we're thinking really big picture here and trying to eliminate as many of the of the hiccups and headaches and delays in ownership transfer as possible. I'm guessing, and I don't know your whole platform because I was only able to read the, you know, the, the press release that came out, but I'm guessing you want to get to the point to where if you guys will have the ability to where once that transaction is complete, the money has changed hands, it's now mine, title in my name. In fact, I'm guessing you could go as far as to even the issuing of license plates and the whole nine yards. Am I wrong yeah. in my thought process? No, you're exactly correct in your thought process. And I, I, I want to just, you're you're 100% correct in your thought process. And I think for context, it's important that your listeners hear the way that's done today. If you buy a car from Charlie today, everything is done by paper, right? And when Charlie sends you the $20,000 for that hot Mustang that you have in the driveway, you then need to provide a piece of paper for him, which is effectively the title. Right endorse the back of it, and that gives him his ownership. How does Charlie know that that paper is real? Right. Good point. In some cases, Nathan, they're not. We've seen that. In some some cases, it's an illegal title. Exactly. How does Charlie know if there's no lien against that title that you haven't released yet, and now he owns a vehicle? That's right. He doesn't know any of that. Really quick, Nathan, I'm sure you've read the story. There was I forgot about this until you just said that. There was a, a rental... Challenger. So this was a guy that rented out vehicles through one of the the platforms. I can't remember the name of the platform. You can rent your own car out, but basically he rented his own car Turo. out because uh, yeah Turo. So so he rented the Turo. car out to Turo. The guy that rented it went and sold the vehicle, duplicated <laughs> the title. To your point a moment ago, yeah. duplicated title, sold yeah. the vehicle, got the cash. This guy basically is out the car. Somebody else is driving it around, and he doesn't even know. It's it's literally fantastic, and people underestimate how often that stuff happens. But let's assume even for a second that transaction is legit, right? Yep. You stole Charlie your car. Okay. Charlie gave you the piece of paper. Then you need to take that piece of paper. You need to go to the DMV. That's right. You need to register the vehicle. <laughs> the whole right. thing is expensive, and it's a pain. It is a pain Imagine, in the royal rear. Precisely. Imagine if you and Charlie were both able to pull your phones out. You were able to transfer funds and transfer ownership digitally instantly and register the vehicle literally while the are talking in the driveway. Amazing. This is so needed and so 
long overdue, Nathan. So give me an update. Where are you at? Where, you know, <laughs> you know, in in the progression of things, you know, what are we looking at to get this thing to market where people can actually do what you just said? Sure. So uh, where we're at is the business has been developing the platform, the technology, um, and, a, and a ton of relationships that are necessary to pull this off over the last year or so. We've been doing that very quietly behind the scenes, um, and that includes talking to DMVs, talking to the major lenders in the country, okay. talking to the large dealer groups in the country, et cetera, et cetera. And we've accomplished a tremendous amount. We have a, a production-ready version of the system, meaning it is ready for real-world use. Now we are in the process of uh, expanding our team so that we can sign actual deals with DMVs. And, with, you know, DMVs, it's a, it's a bit tricky. Right. You're dealing with bureaucracy. You're dealing uh-huh. with government. It takes yeah, time, yeah, yeah, it's, months, it, yeah. I always say it's like dealing with church committees. Once it starts, it never wants to end. <laughs> Very similar. Okay. So we're talking to the DMVs, and like now we're in the phase of, starting pilot programs with okay. them in a variety of states, okay. and rolling this out in mass. Awesome. This is, a, to, be, to be clear, a multi-year, somewhere between now and the next five years, as we roll this out across the nation, state by state by state, we hope within the next five years, uh, this is the new norm. Okay, so do you find different DMVs, different states responding better, worse? Uh, does it matter, Absolutely. or is it just a crapshoot? No, I, it's really interesting, actually. You know, the states that you would think would be the earliest adopters because they're technology adopters or they're blockchain adopters, whatever it may be, sometimes have more bureaucracy than the small state of North Dakota, which says, hey, you know, this is really interesting and solves a major problem for us, for our lenders, for our consumers, et cetera. So uh, we're, we're sort of, we've categorized the DMVs and states in different categories, and it's surprising when you look at who the potential earliest adopters are uh, I'll sort of leave it at that, not to turn on or turn okay. off too many of them, okay. but uh, it's really interesting in how in how things are coming to fruition. Biggest pushback you hear? Um, biggest pushback is um, there's no pushback from you know the, the broader automotive industry. I mean, this is a crying need. For yeah, because we, those industry. of us that have been in this for like me my entire life, we know the pitfalls and what needs changed. Exactly. Exactly. It's like a no-brainer for anyone in automotive, uh, you know, regardless of who they are. I think the pushback from DMVs are, uh, you know, we already have a roadmap. You know, we're working well, on Well, you're going to eliminate or, jobs as well, right? Right. There's some of that. You know, there's always a bit of a fright of, hey, wait a second, you know, if technology steps in here, how does that uh, affect the My 30-year job at the DMV goes away. <laughs> we need to balance that <laughs> very, very carefully. Yes. Um, and then, uh, and then the other thing is, in in a few states, there are laws that need to be changed. You know, you walk into a state that doesn't allow anything to be done digitally that relates to an automobile. Good point. Um, there's there's pushback there. So I think those are a few of the things that we're seeing. And obviously, you know, it's a process to work through. I'm assuming too that you guys have a big challenge when it comes to okay, we've got the app, we've. We, we now have to tie into certain databases that states have because if we get to the point where we can issue you know, even license plates and do that whole nine yards, well, that's a whole nother realm, if you would, that you guys now have to enter into. Again, to me, this could be an entire seamless thing to where literally it's all done and, the, and the, you know, there's a temporary tag. You could even go to your printer and print out yourself if you wanted to. And at the end of the day, the plates show up in the mail two weeks later. 
Yeah, you're really hitting the nail on the head. Right now, we're focused on digitizing the title itself and the transfer and the platform to transfer it. Some states that we are in deep conversations with already are mandating they want to attach registration to that as well. Yeah. To your point about just being able to print something out it's or seamless. Have something digital. It's seamless. It's completely, completely seamless. But to I your, mean, and really quick, point, Nathan, this yeah. has to be a huge, yeah. and, and I know there are, there's going to be pushback from people that don't want to lose their jobs. You've got to look at this on the state level and say, holy cow, what would the cost savings be here? Huge. It's, it's, by the way, it's, it's tremendous cost savings. In fact, we are in the process of a study right now that will show many states that it, it, it's, at the same time as it's a cost saving, it's, it's actually a revenue producer sure. potentially for the state sure. as well, which is really interesting and sometimes can be an oxymoron. But in this case, it's really, really interesting that that's the case. I'll say something about jobs really quick. You know, look, in the last, let's say, 50 years even, there's this global debate about technology replacing human jobs. Right. Now there's the big conversation around AI, That's right. you know, replacing jobs That's right. and so on. You know, at the end, end, at the end of the day, we're at maximum employment in developed despite technological advancements. Just because there is a technological advancement doesn't necessarily mean, you know, five families aren't eating. On the contrary, many, many times, oftentimes, you're just moving them from what is a more clerical job into right. something a bit more sophisticated right. and something more advanced that ultimately moves society forward anyway. That's right. So I think I think we can handle the conversation around jobs. And just to address your, your earlier point about integration with systems, you're absolutely correct on that also. You know, there are systems at the DMV that we need to integrate with. So it gives you an idea also of the scope of this huge, project. Huge. It's pretty big. Yeah, yeah, no, it's huge. Okay, so along those lines, I'm guessing also that you guys are probably looking for folks that want to jump on board, be an investor. How are you doing that end of it, Nathan? So we're, we're actually um, literally in market as we speak um, to raise capital for the company. We have been funding the company internally uh, since its inception okay. for the last year or so. We are now uh, embarking on an external fundraise looking for investors. You know, we're looking for um, sophisticated potentially strategic investors that can add value. Right. Um, and, you know, that helps get the company to the next level and so on. And it's a sort of typical venture capital type investment. Okay. Early stage, high risk, et cetera. Okay. And at the same time, uh, we're staffing up. Um, we're hiring people uh, literally uh, across the U.S., you know, to help to, to help get to market. Well, I tell you, what, anything we can do to help you, I think this is great. There's a lot of folks listening that, frankly, fit the description of what you just said. I know some of our listeners on a personal basis. I think this is a fabulous idea. Uh, I would be shocked, absolutely shocked, to not see this go. You know, I know it's going to be a, a slow rollout like anything else. You'll get a few states on board. But once people really see the advantages of this and the ability to track title all the way from cradle to grave, if you would, and really understand what's going on with that vehicle and eliminate literally the fraud that is there right now that exists uh, from odometer readings to you name it. Nathan, this is huge. Thank you, man. I really appreciate it. It's, it's a pleasure to speak to someone who really understands the nuance of, of, of titling and all of the headaches that comes along with the existing system. The average person, you know, 
doesn't appreciate it per se until they actually have to experience <laughs> right. it. You know, mom passes away. That's right. They try to sell their car. They right. can't find the title. That's right. No, I mean, this is end, awesome. No. Scenario. As things yeah. progress and you want to come back on, Nathan, again, I've got my other program as well. I'd love to have you. I mean, this is fabulous. And if you want to talk about the other platform on my other program, reach out. We'll make that happen as well. Thank you, man. I really appreciate it. You Thanks bet. for having me. Great. And we'll talk soon. Thanks, Nathan. Appreciate it very much. Guys, that is, I don't know if you realize how big of a game changer that is. But, you know, a lot of us talk about how do people drive around with, you know, expired tags for as long as they do? How do they not have insurance? And how is that not tied to their registration and so on? This is your answer. This sort of technology would eliminate a lot of those things that we see happening on a daily basis. And frankly, at the end of the day, eliminate the need to go to the DMV. Sign me up. Literally, sign me up. This would this is just an answer to a lot of problems that are in that world, which, as you guys all know, I'm all too familiar with. Flesh Law Firm is next. Kevin Flesh, speaking of everything regarding legal things, including things for your business, Kevin is your guy. He is my personal attorney, 303-806-8886. Personal injury attorney Kevin Flesh of Flesh and Beck Law has a unique background that makes him a more effective advocate for you. He handles both criminal and civil cases. Most attorneys only do one or the other, but Kevin has almost 25 years of experience on both sides, which means he has more practice in the courtroom. Most personal injury attorneys will say they have experience in court, but since only about 10% of personal injury cases actually go to trial, those attorneys only appear in court once or twice a year. Because Kevin also takes criminal cases, he appears in court constantly. Kevin has a rare ability to present an argument that only comes from years of experience learning how to read a courtroom. Personal injury attorney Kevin Flesh continues to practice both civil and criminal defense because he believes the courtroom keeps him nimble. Trial-tested, trial-ready. Kevin Flesh of Flesh and Beck Law. Schedule a free consultation now at 303-806-8886. K&R Home Transitions, two realtors for the price of one, and don't forget to ask about the re-up program. 720-437-8210. You need to sell your home, but it needs some remodeling. That sounds simple. All you need to do is source contractors, research the market to find out what buyers are looking for, direct the work to be done, hire someone to clean up the mess, do the work, shoot photography and list the home, negotiate with buyers, make concessions, and redo some of the work you already did. Oh, okay. That doesn't sound very simple. But there is a better option. You can hire Kat and Robin of K&R Home Transitions and let them partner with ReUp to handle the updates without paying a dime up front. ReUp will remodel your home based on what will sell and increase value. They will do the work, clean the mess, and Cat and Robin will market and list the home to sell fast. K&R will help you navigate the process start to finish. You can let them do the work and enjoy the additional cash you make from selling a highly marketable home faster than you could have. Go to klzradio.com home to learn more about K&R Home Transitions and Reup. All right, Alan Davis, solar, is it right for you? And if it is, make sure that you get in quickly so that you can get all the rebates that are out there as well. Alan Davis, again, he's your guy, and he'll sit down and explain to you whether or not it works for you. 303-378-7537. Alan Davis knows that renting electricity from Excel Energy and other power providers will cost you more and more every year. 
The new solar energy financial incentives are exciting because they allow a homeowner who has good sunlight on the roof of their home to pay much less for their electricity versus renting that electricity from the power company. Now there's a push to install smart meters in Colorado homes too. And that means in addition to the huge annual power bill increases, we'll have even more to pay due to the smart meter rollout. That is on top of the fact that most power companies in Colorado have dramatically increased their annual power bills far past the normal historical annual increases. Now it's common to see 15 to 20% annual increases if you continue to rent your electricity from the power companies. Typically, those who get solar installed pay about two-thirds less than they were going to pay the power company over the next 25 years. That's money back in your pocket and you get to determine your electricity future. Call Alan Davis now at 303-378-7537. That's 303-378-7537. This is Rush to Reason on KLZ 560. All right, got a couple of text messages in on our last guest, Nathan. The name of the company, again, is Cario, C-A-R-I-O, Inc. So Cario Incorporated. And I don't know if there's a website and all of that out yet. I don't have any of that in my notes. And frankly, I didn't go looking for it. Uh, I believe there is, though, because you can actually send an email to info at Cario. Dot com. So, yeah, there is a website. I apologize. I, I got a press release on this last week, talked about it a little bit, and then when I had the opportunity to actually interview Nathan, I jumped on it, and I really didn't do anything other than that because I knew I would be talking to him. And, again, if any of you out there listening have any interest in investing or being a part of it, I would reach out to Nathan directly and let him know that I will tell you what, folks, I don't think most people really understand the brevity of how big this company could be. This is a multi-billion dollar company when it's all said and done. There's 250 million roughly vehicles registered in the United States of America. The majority of those will be registered on an annual basis, and that doesn't even count the amount of things that happen when vehicles are transferred, sold, you name it. Uh, This is, again, this is a billion dollar deal easily, especially if you can get to the point where you're handling the entire process of not only registration, but handling of license plates and so on. In other words, eliminating DMVs and becoming literally a replacement for certain things a county clerk does, which, by the way, is really where everything's handled. It's really not the DMV. It's a county clerk that handles all of your registrations, titling, and so on. The DMV is handling some of that for the clerk's office. But at the end of the day, to uh, offload a certain amount of that work, in any given state, to me, you know, privatizing it basically, huge, game changer. I think his biggest obstacle is going to be getting certain government officials to relinquish, quote unquote, their power over some of these things, show them the cost justification and or revenue increase they would have in doing so. And again, this is a game changer at the end of the day. Uh, I would predict it's going to take a little while. Five years minimum, probably, to get this thing really solid coast to coast. But I'll tell you what, when it's all said and done, this is a company that another large company will end up acquiring. And if you're somebody that's in the ground stages of this, you know, the the bottom stages of this and cash out at some point, these are the kind of things that people get extremely wealthy off of. And I, folks, I don't have a crystal ball, 
but this is a game changer. And if you can get in on the ground level, these are the things folks can retire from in one transaction alone. You don't find too many of these that come along. I'm here to tell you, this is one of them, just as a side note. So again, I don't have a crystal ball. I don't, I have no interest in this. I have no money in this. They've not told me to, you know, they have not given me anything to, to state this or advertisement or anything along those lines. I'm just telling you, these are the type of companies and the idea that is there and the way it can change the entire way you handle your titling and registration of a vehicle. It's huge, huge. I've never seen anything come along like this that would seamlessly make all of this work so much better for all of you listening than what you're currently doing now. And I got several messages in that said, eliminate the DMV, I'm in. That's why this is a game changer. People hate going to the DMV. They hate going to the county clerk to do all their registration and all of that nonsense Yes, this is a game changer, if nothing other than for that alone. Now, on top of that, you're getting a permanent record of that vehicle. One thing I didn't get a chance to because we were really running out of time, but I'll get him back on, is how does it affect the Carfaxes of the world? Because Carfax does a lot of title checking as well in history of and registrations and so on. This is literally that replacement of Carfax's little section, if you would, which... In a lot of cases, depending upon who's done the maintenance on the car, the only thing you ever see from a Carfax is the registration transactions, you know, the titling and registration transactions. There's nothing else there. If somebody does their own maintenance, there's no other records. So I didn't get a chance to ask him, you know, what does the Carfaxes of the world think of this? Because this is an elimination of some of what they're currently doing, which means there's going to be some resistance from the quote-unquote Carfax and some of the like services that are out there. Carfax isn't the only one, but they're the biggest. But you have to wonder how much pushback will the Carfaxes of the world have against something along these lines? Or or does a Carfax, as this continues to develop, do they buy them? Probably, by the way. Probably. Or Cario becomes a replacement for Carfax. That's a whole nother topic of discussion that I'm sure Nathan and his team have thought through. Again, you can tell from listening, they're in the very early stages. They're rolling this out. They're going to get this thing going in a few different you know, states and counties. But I'm here to tell you, watch out. If this thing rolls across the country, this is a big company when it's all said and done. I don't say that very often, by the way. I don't, I don't interview that many people out there, different companies out there that I would come along and say that. This is one of the few times I actually would say that. And no, I'm not giving financial advice you got to do your own homework. I'm not giving any of that whatsoever. Scott Garlis, speaking of financial advice, will be joining us here in a moment. Hi-Fi Plumbing is next, 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. Hi-Fi Plumbing knows that your drains are out of sight, out of mind. Until they back up, Hi-Five uses a range of high-tech gadgetry to find out what's blocking your pipes and drains. From small augers to big rooters that slice through clogs like a hot knife through butter. They have the tools and knowledge to fix your clog fast, right, and permanently. High Five can solve your plumbing problem fast and educate you on what happened and how to prevent it in the future. 
Drain clogs can happen far from where you can see and for a wide range of reasons and causes. So when it is necessary, High 5 uses a camera system to take video footage of the clog and show it to you so you can stop it from happening again. High 5 also offers an enzyme treatment which is a bacteria that feeds on organic matter like algae, mold, hair, and other clog-causing material to keep your drains running freely. When your drains are gurgling and draining slowly, call High 5 for this at 877-WE-HIGH-5 today or go to klzradio.com slash plumbing. Extreme Auto Repair, and they want to take care of you, your vehicle, tires. They sell tires at their cost, which is a big savings for you. Find them at klzradio.com. The hot temps around the Denver metro area are just getting hotter. And Extreme Auto Repair wants you and your vehicle to stay cool. When the heat outside swelters, you are at a much higher risk of your engine overheating and failing, leaving you stranded and waiting on a tow. You know to check your coolant frequently, but did you know that low engine oil can also cause your engine to overheat faster? This is especially important in the mountains where your car is driven much harder than on flat ground. Simple things like regular oil changes done on time with extreme auto repair can help protect your engine and keep you safe. In the harsh and ever-changing Colorado weather, it's important to make sure that your car is always in tip-top shape. And extreme auto repair will help you make that happen. Appointments are required for services and inspection. So to schedule your visit to Extreme Auto Repair, go to klzradio.com slash extreme today. Ridgeline Auto Brokers, we've talked a lot there, really this, most of this hour, about cars and titles and everything that goes along with it. Well, Ridgeline Auto Brokers, who good friends of mine, by the way, and if you're looking for a really uh, what I would call inexpensive starter vehicle for either someone in your family or an airport car, something along those lines. They're more than willing to help you out with it. They've got good inventory. They check all their vehicles out, and you're not going to have any issues with titling and all of that like we just talked about during that last segment. So RidgelineAutobrokers.com. Are you in the market for a reliable car that won't break the bank? Drive Radio sponsor, Ridgeline Auto Brokers specializes in quality used cars that cost between fifteen dollars to $25,000, making them a great option for first-time drivers or anyone looking for a good deal. They pride themselves on providing a transparent and hassle-free car buying experience. That's why at Ridgeline, they never charge a dealer fee. Plus, all vehicles are inspected by Legacy Automotive, a Colorado Select member and sponsor of Drive Radio. For a limited time, they are offering first-time customers the first oil change for only $1. Every car comes with a 30-day warranty, with the option to purchase a service contract. And at Ridgeline Auto Brokers, there are competitive financing options to fit your budget. If you cannot make it to the dealership in person, there are videos of all Ridgeline cars for sale on their website at RidgelineAutoBrokers.com. Call today at 303-442-4141 to schedule a test drive or visit RidgelineAutoBrokers.com. Ridgeline Auto Brokers, the smartest way to buy a car. As independent brokers, GIA Insurance does not work for any insurance company. They can shop the market and find you the best premium for the coverage that you need. 
Call 303-423-0162, extension 100, or go online to e-gia.com. Now, back to Rush to Reason, presented by High Five Plumbing, where every call ends with a high five. All right, Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Scott Garlish joining us now. Scott, welcome. How are you? Hey, John, I'm well. How are you this evening? I'm great. Uh, how's your week? Uh, it's Wednesday. Been, yeah, it's Wednesday. It's, it's, it's been interesting monitoring all the, uh, the data we've had coming out this week. Um, okay, let's get into it. First of all, let's talk about this spread between a 30-year mortgage, conventional mortgage, and a 30-year U.S. T-bill. Uh, why is that worth watching? Yeah, so that that is something uh, really interesting I came across monitoring some data. Um, so that, that, can I walk through the? Uh, do you mind if I walk through the background on this a little bit? Really yes, please do. Where the spread is? Okay, so right now um, a thirty-year mortgage, is, the rate is around seven point two one percent, and thirty-year uh, Treasury bonds, because of what the Fed's been doing with interest rates uh, due to inflation. Uh, the yield is about 4.37 percent. Okay. So that's a spread. That's a spread of 284 basis points, or 2.84 percent. Okay. Now, uh, I pulled the data back as far as I could get the two to go, and so it goes back to 1989. And if you go back to 1989, this has only happened three times before: uh, in the second quarter of 2000, the fourth quarter of 2008, and the first quarter of 2020. Now, if you think about the second quarter of 2000, that's when the stock market experienced the dot-com bust. Right. And that, that's also when uh, the economy tanked. Right. Uh, if you look at the fourth quarter of 2008, that is basically uh, the grand financial crisis. Yeah, that was and it. I watched the big short the other night, so very familiar with that one. Yeah, yeah. And it was, it was another three months in March of 2009 before... We saw the stock market bottom because the government took all these extraordinary measures to uh, to fix things. Um, and then in the first quarter of 2020, that's, that's also right around the, uh, the the COVID-19 lows for the market and you know, for the economy right. too. The, the second quarter, March, one of the worst quarters in this country's history. So uh, I should say the numbers then. In the second quarter of 2000, that spread was 2.35 percent, 2.4 percent. Same thing in the fourth quarter of 2008. It was about 2.2% in the fourth quarter of 2020. So let's go back to that number we mentioned in the first go up. We're at 2.8%. We're higher right. than any of those three times. So to me, you know, I look at that and I look at these other instances and I say to myself, these all marked major inflection points for the economy and for the stock market. Now, in 2000... The market was up going into that, and that was that was a peak, right? And everything went south from there. Now, in 2008 and 2020, uh, I'm sorry, 2008 and 2020, it also happened, this instance happened right around the lows. So those were major inflection points right? because the economy was was really about to, to go right. on the tank in, right. in 2008 and then same thing in 2020. So I sort of always, you know, I want to want to look for what's going to help me, but I also want to have my eyes out on what might hurt me. That 
stands out to me. Like, hey, the last three times we've, we've seen this, um, it hasn't been a good time economically. Not and and really quick, Scott, to explain to people why is that? You know, why that big spread? Why does that trigger or you know signal, if you would? Because I think you're correct in what you, you facts say. You're correct in what you're saying. Why is that? What what causes that? Well, it's just it, it's so expensive to borrow, and it's just like if you're trying to sell assets like a real estate asset, you're gonna have a hard time selling it, um, and it might force you into something like a default. Or if you, you're trying to sell a house, and, you know, we talked about this, but like who, who wants to own a house with a, with a 7.2? Right. So it slows all of that down. It slows down borrowing on uh, small business, even some small corporations, medium-sized businesses that rely on, you know, credit and things to help them grow. It, yeah. has, a, it has a major impact there. So your point is when that spread gets that big, uh, typically, because of that spread and the fact that what we, you and I are talking about right now, it causes a massive yeah. slowdown, therefore recessions hit right after. Yes, and so economic activity will, will grind to a halt because, I mean, when, when spreads start to really widen out like that, banks don't really want to lend because they're worried. They're worried that people that are going to have to pay that high of a rate, you know, they're just they're, they're going to have a hard time paying it off. Mm-hmm. And that's that's why those... And rates really start to blow out or they really widen out uh, when banks are are worried about lending to people. Um, So, you know, they they also need to hang on to their money, the the cash balances, because they're they're worried about what the outstanding loans they already have may or may not do. And and as you know, they also, you know, they just start tightening up. If there's a new customer that comes along or even an old customer that maybe wants to add to their line of credit or buy a commercial property or whatever the case may be, the banks are like, eh, you know, no, no, right now. You know, we, we got to wait a little bit here. And, and again, this is part of what the Fed wants to have happen, I believe, and they're knuckleheads. But anyways, that's a whole other conversation. So in, in essence, yeah. it slows down all sorts of things, not just housing. Correct. It, just, and it, it affects the economy in general because, again, if, if people don't have money to spend because like, if their business can't borrow to fund payrolls or stuff like that or because the costs are too exorbitant, they start laying off people. Um, you know, they, they just, they're not doing as much business, and so that's money not going back into employees' right. pockets. You know, unemployment picks up, and it just starts to filter down all over the place. It's like we talked about last time. Um, the, the Fed was saying in their Facebook survey, they're, they're starting to see delinquencies pick up. Um, you know, they're, they're seeing companies are less prone to hire people right now. Walmart saying that if you're a new employee coming on at an hourly wage, they're going to pay you the lowest hourly wage they possibly can. Those are signs companies are a bit nervous about things. And banks see and read that stuff, and that goes into the risk assessment. So that makes them nervous, too. And that's, that's why we see these things start to happen. And I'm not one to defend the Fed, uh, but I, I will say the Fed is doing a lot of this, too. I mean, I, I think they were too, we talked about this, they were too slow in starting, and now they're, they're probably going to overdo it. But they're, they're trying to deal with the situation that was put in front of them because of too much spending. Right. And because of all that excess spending, it caused crazy inflation, which is now morphed into a bunch of other things. And when I see an indicator like this, again, that, that 
that gets my sort of spidey senses up a little bit. Like, okay, this is this is not common, and this is hitting a level we have. You know, the last couple times we've gotten here, it has not been a good yeah. time. Another statistic that's interesting, and you probably already know this, but if you look back to 2000, 2008, and 2020, which you would think this administration would be looking at a little bit closer, each one of those resulted in a switch at the helm in the White House. 2000, it was Bush taking over for, you know, beat Al Gore. Obama was, of course, 08, and then Trump lost to Biden in 2020. So each one of those you just mentioned also changed hands in the White House. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very possible. I know the, uh, the Wall Street Journal just put out a new poll the other day saying um, basically the rating of the job Biden's doing, especially with the economy, is, is not very good at all. And so when you think about these things, um, the economy is a very big determinant of who sits in the White House because if people think the economy is not doing well, you know, they want to change because the economy being lousy hurts their pocketbooks. And at the end of the day, you know, everybody wants to make money because right. they want to be able to go land vacations, put gas right. in their car, and put food on their table. Exactly. You would think, and this is the part that I'm still struggling with and really haven't had anybody give me a really – Solid answer. You would think that this current administration, even the powers that be that maybe are behind the scenes, you know, pulling the strings, you would think that they would want to get a a grasp on this sooner than later. And I realize the Fed, quote unquote, is independent, but we all know that they're not. I mean, they will they will take direction. I believe they take direction from the White House on a regular basis. They're appointed by those individuals. Trust me, they take more direction than they're willing to admit. You'd think they'd want to get this under wrap, and yet there's there's conversation. I was going to ask you, there's conversation out there that this next Fed meeting here next week, I believe, they're talking about still another quarter you know quarter point hike. I mean, th- that's not that's going to make everything you just talked about even worse. Yes, um, you know. So my sense and the stuff I look at, study it. it they nobody really expects them to do it at the, the meeting next week. The one that's up in the air. Right now, the expectation is there's a 4% chance that rates will be hiked another quarter of a basis point next week. The one they're worried about is in November. They think the Fed could wind up hiking by another 25 basis points in November. Okay. But, you know, one of the things that's interesting, or that was interesting today, CPI data, inflation growth data came out, you know, and it jumped back up to 3.7% on a year-over-year basis. That's the opposite direction of what we want to see. We want to see inflation going back toward 2%. Right. And that's what the Fed really wants to see. So, but, yeah, but yet at the yeah, same I mean, time, we've, you know, we've got the Fed wanting to do that, yet we've got a communist in charge of the UAW that's trying to sock it to all of the, the automakers that wants a 40% increase in wages. He's turned down a 14.5% increase and still wants more. My, my prediction is they're going to strike – uh, tomorrow at noon is, is when the, yeah. the deadline is up. So they're going to strike tomorrow at noon. It's going to push the price of cars up no matter how you look at it, because even if they renegotiate a contract that's 15% higher, you're going to see the price of cars go up. So also, by the way, everybody listening, if you thought about doing anything car-wise, I would do it now versus later, because it's going to push the price of every yeah. vehicle on the planet, not just those American car companies that are fighting with the union. It's going to push every single car company's prices up, including used car prices. And if it goes on, you know, if a yeah. strike ensues and goes on too long, Scott, now we end up with the supply issues we've we've barely gotten over and push Pushes prices up even more. Therefore, coming back to the inflation aspect makes it even worse. That's correct. And, you know, it, what's 
the flip side of that is I think I read a stat the other day from Bloomberg that every 10 days worth of strike, there's a complete strike, every 10 days worth of strike of all three of the major auto companies in Detroit uh, would take like $5.2 billion away from national GDP. Makes sense because it really what happens, I did it more on the on a uh, you know on a day spread if these guys end up striking the union says they've got 6 week 6 weeks worth of cash to you know kind of you know stalemate if you would so if they go a full 6 weeks that's a 3 month you know that that means the automakers are 3 months behind at that point yeah that would that would not be good and, and to your point like inventories have been historically low and they're just starting to pick up a little bit and that's yeah this is this is not going to help at, no, at all. it's going to put them all the way back to where they once were. And again, yeah. just as far as people on the street, if you've thought about doing anything on a vehicle, you better get it done now. Yes, and, and things like you use car prices definitely they factor in inflation very yes. much. Yeah, yes, so that will that will certainly show up, uh, and that'll show up in the in the core numbers, which are even more important to yep. the Fed. Um, and that 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 is not a good thing. All right, how do they get a hold of you, Scott? Sure. PorterandCompanyResearch.com. Um, the product I'm in charge of is called a matter of wealth signals. Uh, we've got a great fixed income product and another great stock picking service all called The Big Secret on Wall Street. Um, again, Porter and Company Research. Please come check us out. Scott, appreciate you. Hey, John. Thanks for your time. You bet. Have a great night. Appreciate the conversation. As always, Affordable Interest Mortgage is next. Kurt Rogers is going to join me tomorrow. We're going to talk more about some of these things regarding mortgages and the like with Kurt tomorrow. If you have a question for Kurt, be sure to text that to me on the front side. You can also call him directly, 720-895-0500. Many of you are seeing your credit card rate around 18 to 21%. With the Fed's continuing to raise rates, it's getting harder to stretch that dollar. Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. If you currently have a low rate on your mortgage, but the other debts are not giving you any breathing room, consider refinancing and getting a blended rate in the fours. Now is the time. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Get that blended rate in the fours and lower your total monthly payment, six, seven, eight hundred a month. We can show you how to lower your monthly debt and keep more of your money, all with a low blended rate. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Locally owned and serving Coloradans since 2001. Let us show you how to own your home faster and pay less interest. Our experience will save you money. 720-895-0500. Affordable interest mortgage. That's 720-895-0500. Start saving six, seven, eight hundred a month now and breathe again. NMLS 298-191, regulated by DOOR, equal credit lender. Golden Eagle Financial, we have our own financial advisor. That is Al Smith. He'll give you a free dinner for a free analysis of your finances. Find Al at klzradio.com. Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial is so certain he can help you plan your retirement, he'll buy you dinner just for the opportunity to meet with you. If you have investable assets and need your portfolio analyzed for volatility, performance, and personal and professional expenses, you need Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial. Al has been in this business for over 30 years, and his listeners on KLZ trust him implicitly with their own retirement plan performance. With the economy making things more difficult by the day, you need someone to make sure that you're on the most efficient path to stretch out your investment risk and ensure that your goals are still in sight. For a limited time, Al is offering a free dinner to those who have investable assets and who want to reevaluate their retirement plan. 
Just go to klzradio.com money today to make a no-strings-attached appointment to come meet with Al and have dinner on him. Investment advisory services offered through Brookstone Capital Management, LLC. A registered investment advisor, BCM and Golden Eagle Financial Limited are independent of each other. Insurance products and services are not offered through BCM, but are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed agents. All right. If you've got a garage door problem, whether it won't open, won't close, it's making noise, it's got a spring broken, or your opener has a problem, Pops Garage Door. Find them at klzradio.com. Do the job right the first time is not just a saying. It's the founding principle of Pops Garage Door. Pops understands the importance of a seamless experience when it comes to repairing your garage door. And that is why they are committed to excellence with a quality of service you can only get from family. As a family-owned business, Pops' team of expert technicians will treat you with that same care and respect they give to their family. They will service your garage door right the first time, with no pressure to upsell or too-good-to-be-true deals. Pops Garage Door doesn't just do customer service. They do family service, providing a free inspection and estimate to ensure your garage door is fixed the first time out. And with over 275-star Google reviews, you can be confident Pops will treat you well. Let Pops Garage Door do the job right the first time for you by going to klzradio.com slash garage. That's klzradio.com slash garage. Hey, with these cooler nights, we know that winter's not that far away. Cub Creek Heating and Air Conditioning would love to make sure that you're all dialed in for the winter. Find them at klzradio.com or call 303-656-5467. Doug Hunter and the team at Cub Creek Heating and AC believe that quality is the most important part of their work. If you were to pull the drywall back on a job from Cub Creek Heating and AC, you'll see smooth joints, straight seams, and quality American craftsmanship that they truly take pride in. They know that a furnace is a furnace, so the real uniqueness in what they do is the quality of their work. Cub Creek takes the time and care to look at your entire home instead of just looking at your ductwork and unit, making the result much more dependable and of higher quality. They guarantee their work with a two-year labor warranty on top of the manufacturer's warranty. They know the most expensive option isn't always the right option either. So when they make recommendations for you, it's not a formula or a system. They engineer it specifically for you, which is why they are exclusive Ream Heating and Cooling Pro Partners. Check out the team at Cub Creek today. Go to klzradio.com HVAC to get in touch. Veteran Windows Indoors, 303-529-0720, off their product and free installation through the month of September. You can also go to klzradio.com. Veteran Windows Indoors guarantees that every one of their window installations is completed the right way. Veteran knows from their over 25 years of experience that 70% of window installations are done incorrectly by other companies. For example, you may have noticed your windows leaking in water when it rains. This is often due to improper flashing of the windows or no flashing at all. And water seeping in through your windows will damage your drywall, insulation, and more. And even if you own a newer home, there is a good chance that the windows were not installed with the correct flashing. Veteran Windows and Doors promise their windows will be installed properly with the necessary flashing. In fact, Veteran gives you a lifetime warranty on your windows and doors. They will do every job right every time. And for the month of September only, receive 35% off products and free installation. Reach out to them today by going to klzradio.com window. That's klzradio.com window. 
It's time to leave your safe space. This is Rush to Reason on KLZ 560. And we are back. A couple minutes left of today's program. By the way, thank you all for listening. All the great text messages and interaction. I appreciate it very, very much. Dr. Scott was with us in the first hour. That will not replay because it's Wednesday. The National Crawford Roundtable will play tonight here in just a few minutes. So if you want to listen to that first hour again, be, you know, feel free to go to the website, rushtoreason.com, and you can go to the show notes section and find it there. All right, new law in Colorado, driving law, starting October 1st, is failing to obey Colorado's new roundabout law could cost you $70. And the way I read it is if you're in, if you're about to enter the roundabout, but another big vehicle is either in the roundabout or has about to, is basically starting to enter the roundabout to the left of you, of course. You have to yield to that large vehicle. And that is 35 feet or wider than 10 feet. So if they're entering the roundabout at the same time as you, or maybe even you might be able to beat them you know, ever so slightly, they have the right-of-way. And if you cut them off and enter in front of them, it could be a potential ticket for a $70 fine. Now, if you're already in said roundabout, you're fine. If they're, if they're entering in after you're already in, you don't have to do a single thing about it. You already have the right-of-way. They have to yield to you. It also doesn't mean that if you're in front of a large vehicle that is behind you that you move over, let them into the roundabout first. So don't get confused. This is only if they're coming in from the left and they're about to enter in or already have, you cannot cut them off to try to race around and get in front of them, which a lot of us do because you don't want to be behind a slow-moving vehicle. But that now will be a $70 fine if you do that. That starts October 1st. Uh, Charlie says this is a problem. I, I honestly I couldn't tell you, Charlie. I hate roundabouts, so I don't know. I try to avoid them. Yes, I hate roundabouts. Here's why I hate roundabouts. They're like four-way stops. N- nobody knows what to do when you get to one. They all sit there like, well, "Okay, who goes next?" Uh, it's not that complicated. And the ones that are really bad are the double-lane roundabouts because no one knows how to work them. They're designed to keep traffic flowing, but I will tell you that they fail at that the majority of the time because of the knuckleheads that don't know how to use them. So I hate them. Now, this is just one more caveat to using one. So you can look at that. I'll have that article up a little later where you can check that out as well. But that starts October 1st. Guys, have a great night. National Crawford Roundtable is next. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560.